I'm finna put all this in my book bag because I'm from the streets. Yeah, yeah. Boom, what's going on? It's your boy Ambition. And today we are here on the MYFB podcast. And we have a very special guest, right? Woman that is very near and dear to my heart, whether she knows it or not. We have Maisha. Maisha, what do you have for us today? I, not whatever we want to talk about, you know, it's I'm. I'm open. I'm sitting here. I'm free bleeding. I got my diva cup in, you know, so <laughs> jump right into it. I was just about to tell, tell, ask you to tell the people a little about yourself, but we jumped right into it. Uh, so <laughs> I'm not sure what more we could tell, but could you tell them a little bit more? <laughs> I think I just ripped the bandaid off and break the ice right away. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. So yes, my name is Maishan and I am, I used to call myself a central energy alchemist and a pleasure coach and all these things. But really what I, what I do is I serve the sovereignty and sensual power in women. And I, I assist women in returning to the truth of who they are, which uh, is a divine feminine essence being that has a direct connection through source energy through their sensual and their sexual energy. Okay, nice, nice. All right, so that that was a very well stated definition when you say reminding women of uh, who they are. Yeah. So here comes a question: If you're reminding women of who they are, uh, that means who they are currently being is probably a little bit different or separate from that. Uh, so what would you say the current state of women is compared to where you're trying to remind them that they should be? Yeah. So it's distorted. It's distorted. Um, Melanated women in particular, it's distorted and largely due to our history in this country, this was not who we always were. Mm -hmm. And it's not to say that who we are, this is not a bad thing or a judgment thing, but we've taken our feminine essence and we have, we have, utilized it as a tool mm. to to extract to get something to get a man to get finances um and we are not using it in conjunction with with our soul's purpose which is really where the strength is mm. and so it's really just it's it's really just a distortion of of our of our of our feminine energy and there's and there's a lot of anger and bitterness that has been passed down that we really need to work through uh, and, and the trauma of our ancestors that we need to release. That, wow. We, we, we hit it kind of hard. I know a couple of uh, my listeners are going to be like, yo, we need to send that to this. They, they, they're going to be wilding. Um, so let, let's talk about that a little bit more. I, I think that, um, you know, both as a black person and specifically a black man, um, I have an intimate relationship with everything that you just said. Um, you know, being raised by a single mother and then uh, growing up and there, there's a phase that as a young black man, you go through where is this disillusionment because when you have a single mother, you start putting women on a pedestal. Everything in your life is provided by this one woman and she's mm-hmm. amazing even when she's not being so amazing, right? You are convinced that she's the best thing since sliced bread and you know, I know many people that will refuse to disagree with that. Um, but then there comes a time where you start experiencing some of the very same behaviors that you witness and you go, ooh, this is damaging, this is scathing, right? And 
as a man, what I've started learning is we don't complain enough, right? Mm. That, that was what I learned in uh, my marriage. I was like, oh, I got to sit here and listen to all of your complaints because you don't think I have any, right? So what would you say to the men that are um, dealing with women that they love, they love dearly? Um, we're not talking about the guys that are disrespecting. We're not talking right. about the uh, the Kevin right. Samuels and the you need to lose. We're not talking about those. We're talking about the guys that love women, but we see the reality of what they are. What what, what advice do you have for those men? Heal. That that's the only thing that that anyone can do. Work on healing yourself, and the relationship will either course correct. Well, either way, it'll course correct. Either it'll continue or it'll end. Right? Either way is a course correction. But the best the best thing that anyone can do, the best thing that any man can do, is to is to work on whatever those wounds are for himself, and then he can have a better uh, idea of of what type of woman he needs to be with. And it might be the one he's already with, or he might say, well, this was a lot of trauma bonding here. And this is not actually who I am or where I need to be. That part right there. I know <laughs> uh, I'm definitely guilty of uh, some trauma bonding in relationships myself. Oh, as well. oh for sure. Me too. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, I, this is why every time everybody says something about Will and Jada, I'm just like, mm, I don't, I don't have I don't much to say. With them, I don't, I have not really been on social media a lot. It's just it's too much noise and funk, okay. and and I, I pop back on, and I, all I know is apparently she said something, and and people see. I don't even know what did she said. I, I just saw somebody's post about it. Uh, essentially, what she said, um, to to summarize it and paraphrase it is, uh, so she said something that's true, right? Mm-hmm. It's that in a long term marriage sex becomes difficult, right? That this is some of the truth about uh, marriage that I felt like people are just kind of upset about and saying how she disrespected him, which I do kind of feel like it may have teetered that line, right? Like hmm. it's not, nobody's business that your husband, like nobody's business that your husband that you've been married to for 20 odd years don't know what he's doing in there when y'all close the door. But um still something very true right um long-term marriages are hard to maintain that spark so um mm-hmm. fuck the people on the outside of the marriage that want to that got a whole lot to say what advice do you have for the people inside the marriage or, or inside the relationship because truth be told that that sexual attraction can start to wean off much sooner than people think like i'm thinking two yeah. three years for some of our younger folks Yeah. And well, this is part of the distortion, right? Because people are, first of all, people aren't actually getting married. Most people are not getting married for the right reasons. (laughs) And they're not getting married clearly either. So they are getting married and they're attracting someone that their nervous system is accustomed to being in relationship with, whether that is the relationship they had with their male or female caregiver. And I don't know about your audience, but I just, I speak in heteronormative terms because that's the life I live, but, but the principles apply to everybody. It's just that this is the life I live. So I can't speak for anybody else. Um, But they are, they're getting into relationships with the shadow shadow versions or, or ghosts of what they have experienced, which for far too many of us just 
isn't the healthiest because no, just be simply because we weren't given tools, right? It's not because people are bad people. It's just, there are no tools and people don't talk about it. Too often people are getting married in relationships with folks because they look good. Right. As though that's going to last forever. And then they're getting into relationships because the sex is good as though that's going to last forever. So they're not building solid friendships and understanding Mm. that life is full of cycles nothing stays the same. There are men who get very upset because the sex was great and it was on and it was popping and a kid popped out and now they're like, oh, now I'm second place. Yes, this is the season for that. But no one explains that to men, right? There are women who get upset because they think, oh, he was doing this and that and the other in the beginning. And now is that happening? Yes, there are seasons and cycles. And the point of marriage isn't for everything to stay the same as it was day one. It's for you to decide to share your life with someone who will walk through seasons and cycles of life with you. That's not sexy. That's not romantic, but that's, that's what it is. And, and if people don't understand that, then they will be sad and disillusioned when it seems to dip and think that that means that their marriage is over when that's not what it means. Or it might, I don't know. (laughs) You know, I'm, I'm glad that you said that because uh, I got married and, I feel like what was someone trying to tell me that was the uh, the other side of the coin of what we were talking about with women was the men, right? So mm-hmm. what I've experienced is, you know, there's this fallacy that people think that men who are in long-term marriages actually want to be there, right? When all they do, right? And I'm giving you guys the behind the scenes here as a man, right? All they do is complain about how they don't want to be there. If you if you go around, uh, let's say a barbershop and there's a whole bunch of married men, I'm not saying men are dogs because that's not really what it is. It, it's almost like it, it's almost like there's a, a like they feel sexually depraved. Mm. Right? They feel like, yo, I have this capability. I'm the lion. I'm the I'm the lion. I'm the king of the jungle. But um, here I am, I'm, I'm subjugated to this box, right? And um, outside, if I step outside of this box, the consequences aren't, aren't physical, which is what men can really deal with. Like if it was, oh, I'm going to go get your brother to beat me up, go get him, right? Go get him, right? right. I'll beat him up twice over for some fresh meat. You know what I mean? Like nobody cares, <laughs> but... Um, when the actual consequences are psychological, emotional, um, generational, right? Because now we're saying uh, some of these consequences include breaking down the relationship that you have with your kids. uh, And then finally financial, when those are the consequences, uh, that's where you get men that yeah, they've been married for 20 years, but as soon as a young man comes up to them and goes, oh, well, I'm going to marry uh, your wife's daughter. And this is a true story. When I was going to get married, uh, I had to go to my ex-wife's stepfather, right? Because she had a biological father and a stepfather. <clears throat> and when I went to the stepfather, he got, he's like, now, why would you want to do that? He's mm-hmm. like, listen, this is what happens. They say they don't want to get fat, but they're going to eat and they're not going to work out. And then when you look at other women, she's going to get mad at you for it. And I'm sitting there like, oh, okay, <laughs> got, got some problems over there. And then 
couple of years later, their marriage fell out. So what advice do you have for those men and the women dealing with those men not really knowing what's going on? I mean, I don't mean to sound redundant, but I'm always going to come back to heal. And, and really, so really people need to start having conversations. And, and a lot of this is ego work. And a lot of it is, mm. is, is shadow work and it's spiritual work. And it's being able to have honest conversations. I cannot tell you, I really cannot tell you how many people, and, I, and I've been here too, right? So it's not like I'm sitting up here like, ha I've been a shining example. I know this because I've done it. I mean, I've, I've been a wife, I've been a side chick. I've been a hoe. I've been all the things, you know what I mean? And, and, and I can only speak for myself on my own journey, but what I, what I have seen is that people don't want to be honest in relationships. They're scared to tell the person who they actually really are, what they actually really want. And then they'll try and play a role for as long as they can play it, but you can only do that. But for so long, I mean, I think it's part of the reason why people end up ill. Mm. You know, it was because the, you, you can only hide who you are, but for so long before your body is like, we can't, we just can't keep doing this. So I, I completely agree. Oh, was that last part? I'm sorry. I said it's about honesty. I completely agree with that. I agree with that so much. And the a part of the reason that I really do agree with that is that when, when I was in my marriage, that's what it felt like. It felt like I was going along with what everybody said that I should do. And the second that I said, well, you know what? I want to show you the real me. It was like, no, we don't want that. Stand mm-hmm. So what I've had to learn um, as a man, and I, I think what a lot of men and women should learn is when somebody wants you to fulfill a role versus when somebody's actually trying to get to know you or actually trying to build with you, and your unique features, right? Yeah, and that requires such a, most people don't even know. They're so unconscious. They don't know, they don't even know they're trying to fill a role. Well, I got, I got, I met my ex-husband mm-hmm. when I was 22. And so I, I tried to kill myself when mm-hmm. I was 21, right? And about a year later, I met him. Now I was still in no position to be getting married. Obviously I needed to still work on myself mentally. That, that, and I was very clear on that. Right. But he was so convincing and that we needed to be together. And I had not yet developed trust in myself. Mm. I still thought that I was stupid. I still thought I couldn't possibly know any better. I was still looking to other people to tell me who I was and what to do. And Mm. so when he came along and said, no, we're supposed to be together, I questioned myself. And I was like, he must be right because I keep screwing things up. So maybe I'm wrong. And then during the course of the marriage, when he would accuse me of not really wanting to be there and saying I had one foot in, one foot out, me knowing how true it was, was, was doing what people would call gaslighting. I was like, that's not true. Of course not. You, you, you are confusing me with your first wife. You are all this. But he was right. Mm. Right. So I'm saying these things because I've done these things. And he and I had lots of conversation about this after um, after I left and after we got divorced. And unfortunately, he passed away last year. It was fuckery. But that's a whole nother story. And I I think that was his choice, too. But um, he and I had a lot of conversations and we cried a lot about this. And I and I and there were a lot of I'm sorry's that I had to do. You know, a lot of women, we think that when a relationship breaks up, it's the man's fault. 
and 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 if he had just done all these things and i was i was i was i was riding that horse hard too you know if he had just done all these things and then through my own growth and healing i was like oh shit oh man fuck like i kind of started this train rolling when i agreed to marry him mm-hmm. knowing that instinctually it wasn't something i wanted to do you know what was something that you said that um i think is very poignant um that men don't acknowledge is we have intuition and discernment as well mm-hmm. right and it's not that men don't have these things we will turn them the fuck off yeah for a chance at some genitals <laughs> absolutely <laughs> it, it, absolutely it is it's even even earlier when you were like you know people aren't building friendships the first thing that popped in my head was like, wait, you mean we, we can't, I, I can't be your friend by just, you know, no. tongue punching your fart box. That's not what, <laughs> what goes on. Right. Uh-huh. So that, that's the generation, right? Like we got whole tongues and asses. Yes. But won't talk to you about your personality and who you really are. I don't even understand that. I don't, I cannot relate. <laughs> I, I cannot, I cannot relate on so many levels. To so much of what you just said, I have to let that sink in. <laughs> I'm not sticking my tongue in somebody's ass, and I don't know, and I don't know what activates them. Like I'm gonna eat your shit, but not, but not here. Like, what is happening? <laughs> right, you gotta know the shit. Just yeah, I just yeah, know the shit first before you become intimate with it. No. no. Um. Okay, so you said one thing earlier, right? Um. And this is a decision that I had to make because you said that you were, you know, you played the role of wife, uh, side chick, hoe, and mm-hmm. me too, right? Like I played husband, side nigga, hoe. Um, I know what my favorite role is. <laughs> I know where I prefer to be. Question is, what is your preference? Wife. Mm. Was and, and that was a hard one for me to swallow. Um, that was a hard one because I didn't want to admit that going back to my marriage that like, I don't regret marrying my ex-husband. Like I love being married. I really enjoyed the, the building, the Mm. building of, of something of a, of a solid thing. And I'm very clear that, that the, the four children he had he had a daughter from his previous marriage who we 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 then raised and then the four children that we had together i'm very clear that he and i were to come together if for nothing else for those four human beings to walk this planet right um but wife and i didn't want to admit that to myself and this goes back to the honesty part because and and this is this is my thing with women because we always feel so victimized by a lot of things that men do. And yes, there there's some shit that happens. I mean, look, I've been sexually assaulted too. Like some shit has happened. Something something being responsible is not the same thing as something being your fault. And I think we have right. those confused. So there are things that happen that are not our fault and there are things that happen that we're responsible for. And one of the things that I realized that I wasn't being responsible about was the fact that I enjoyed that role. I didn't want to admit to myself that I enjoyed the role of wife because I was so hurt by the marriage. And so to me, it seemed a lot easier to do the other things that were not fulfilling 
and really just kept me more separated from, from myself. Right. So then I could be victimized by that because here's what happens when, you know, you're, you're talking about like, like, you know, people, law of attraction, if you will, or vibrations, right. My, my sense is that I'd like to be the wife. Right. Mm -hmm. But I don't want to admit that to myself. So I'm going to go out into the world and I'm going to just like have sex because I don't want to give my heart. But then when I start having sex with dudes, I'm going to be upset because there's a part of me that wants to give my heart, but they're not receiving it. And so now I'm mad because can't they see like what's really underneath here? And they should come and save me and just turn me into the wife. And I don't have to actually be responsible for the thing I want. Hey. Right? So then I end up feeling upset wow. because I'm sleeping with you. Like he should know, he should know that I want to be with him. Mm. But if I was honest, what might've happened was, you know what? You got to be alone for a while. Wow. I, I think that is the, the best argument that I've ever heard for um, celibacy. Right. <laughs> yes. Um, and <laughs> I, I think I've shared my opinion with you on this. I, usually when a lot of women and men say, oh, well, I'm celibate. Or I'm going down the nofap train. I was like, OK, these are just fancy words to cover up your loneliness. You don't really want to do that because can't tell you how many um, celibate women still participate in fuckery. Right. Like it's mm-hmm. it it's one thing to be celibate and know your reason fully but then when i start hearing like the catchphrases like oh well i'm just getting my shit together what does that mean (laughs) what does that fucking mean it needs to be it has to be a very intentional journey so i've this is the first time i'm I'm saying this out loud Mm -hmm. but it's it's so this is a journey that i've decided to embark on specifically because for whatever reason despite the work I've been doing, there's still something in me that is attracting a particular type of man into my life. Mm. I'm not sure what it is. And so I need to pause to really get underneath that and find out what that is. I could say, oh, yes, I'm getting my shit together. But what does that mean? Well, what that means is, Whenever I'm out and about and I'm attracting a man, I'm attracting a specific type of man that doesn't seem to match where I'm at or what I'm doing. And so I need to stop fucking around with people and reinforcing whatever that is so Mm -hmm. I can figure out what my true vibration is and then begin to emanate that so I can attract the man I actually desire to have in my life which is a lot more to say than I'm just getting my shit together. Right. Cause what does that mean? Your bills, what you paying no student loans? Like, right. like what, are you, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> normally when they say I'm getting my shit together, it normally means like, I, and this is something that I've seen a lot. Right. Um, and I don't want to go down this train of just beating on women and the shit they do. We're going to turn this back around on, on the men here shortly, guys, give us a second. But um, I, I've often seen it where, there's a struggle for women with their careers mm-hmm. and the desire to be nested, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and it's literally like you can see them throwing tantrums with their whole life, right? Even as they chase careers, it may be 
uh, self-sabotaging behaviors, right? So um, I know very gorgeous women that are talented, uh, very well-educated, right? Because our women, Black women are most highly educated demographic in the country. And then when I ask a simple question, and this is one of my arguments for why I think people should just completely abandon college and academia, most educated demographic in the country, not paid that way. Right. Right. Um, And then when we start looking at why, for example, I'm in corporate America, when I was in corporate America, the discussion of the pay gap, Mm -hmm. and I'm talking to, believe this or not, a white woman, same age as me with a master's, um, and I have no degree and I'm making more money than her. And she's sitting, we're talking about it because I'm perplexed. I was like, oh, I thought they liked (laughs) (laughs) y'all. Right. And so she was like, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. I was like, you're accepting it. You you accepted it. Right. And she was like, well, you know, I got bills. And I was like, no, that doesn't matter. (laughs) Right. Um, the, the way that I've discovered that money works is when you're risk uh, adverse, Mm-hmm. your pockets will show mm-hmm. right safe money is a little money right safe is a little bit mm-hmm. um but risk that's usually what uh women are seeing when you see like an income gap mm-hmm. um so that's really where i was going with that was what what advice do you have for women that are struggling with that balance of my career or my sustenance and my survival versus you know, I really want to be a wife and I want a man to take care of me because that is what comes along with it. It's usually like I'm successful, but I'm successful out of spite because right. some, some guy should be here doing this for me. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So the first is stop doing that. <laughs> if you want to be if you want to be successful, be successful, because it's 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 what. It's what's true. And this is what I meant by the distortions. So, you know. Women in particular, yes, men are very intuitive, but women in particular, because of our makeup, what we do and giving birth and all the other things, um, we do have a special set of skills that we have cut off in order to fit in a world that was meant for men. Mm. So in order for us to fit into corporate America, we have to deny our feminine energy, right? Mm because it interferes, you know, either the sexual energy interferes and, and then we're not taken seriously. You know, uh, if, if we were seen as a bitch, we're set, like there's all this distortion that happens with that. And so we, we clamp down those parts of ourselves, which plays into our womb health issues, but that's a whole nother, that's a whole nother show. Um, and, and then there is this confusion, right. Of, of, what do I want? What, you know, it's, and it's not an even either, or it's, it can be a both. And mm-hmm. it's just, again, a matter of getting very clear. What is it that I actually desire and why do I desire it? Like, is it for right. me? Is it for my family? Am I doing this for my grandma? Do I, do I want to be a corporate lawyer? Was that my dream or am I doing this because everybody said I was so smart 
And so now this is the road I have to go because I'm going to let them all down. And, and as Black women, we carry this undue burden of taking care of our community on our shoulders that we that does not and should not belong to us or any one person. So if that's not what you want to do, now you need to look at, okay, well, what kind of life do I really want to live? Do I really want this Lexus or is it a status symbol so everybody can see how much, you know, I make or how I made it, you know, so I can show how I don't need a man. And again, these are the, these are the things, right? So if I'm living my life in a way to show I don't need a man, that is what I'm sending out to the universe. And so what I'm going to get back is some fuck boy or some this or that or the other, because I've already said, I don't, I don't need one, right. you know? And, and so it's really about getting clear, like what exactly is it? Do I want? And then having the courage. Okay. To go for that. So now we, we're really going to get into some meat and potatoes because uh, when we said before those three phases, right? Yes. Been the wife, been the side chick, been the whole I said been the husband been the side guy been the whole um why can't we have our cake and eat it too right in a like so my perfect relationship is one where I can play the husband role Mm -hmm. right but you know I'm in that space and I'm allowed to go be somebody else's side nigga or be somebody else's hoe um with out fear of consequence just complete acceptance of that um just being honest so we we would call that polyamory um and you know in preparation for this podcast i was looking for some viable arguments against it right i want to play devil advocacy today especially because you know i'm on board but right i found some really cool information right um Number one, what I found was that monogamy in its current iteration, the way that it is right now. Um, sorry if this uh, cuts somebody or hurts somebody's feelings, but it, it's really designed for mediocre men and mediocre women. Mm. Right. Um, I'm sorry. Sorry. But the truth is the truth. And the reason I say that is um, the patriarchal argument for it has been uh we have enforced monogamy which is a society that um shames uh sexual uh promiscuity because if you know one good looking man who has all the money and all the muscles uh gets all the women the other men are going to be violent Mm. right um and then there, there was no argument that I heard from the woman's perspective, right? When I was doing that research. Um, but I can understand the argument that I have been hearing most of my life has been from the woman's perspective, which is um, the care, the nurturing, the support that a man provides and that being limited because this man has X amount of women outside or whatever. Um, what do you believe that there is a solution to that? Do you believe there is a solution to that sexual exploration in a relationship with children where it can be healthy? Um, and what type of work do you think is necessary for people to get there? Fuck ton. Um, Fuck ton, right? <laughs> so let me let me hurt some men's feelings for a moment. Uh, 
before the advent of folks coming down from the north with their sun god, mm-hmm. the majority of, of the civilization at that time that was located on the continent of Africa and the Middle East worshipped the feminine and saw the feminine as God because they didn't have any scientific exploration from it for it. And there was no sex ed. They understood that life came from between a woman's legs. And to those people, that must mean that this figure must be God. Right. And so the feminine was revered mm-hmm. and many societies, she was the chooser of, of, of the men. And there was no word for polyamory that the oftentimes in, in, in some of the societies, she would have sex with multiple men looking to create the strongest offspring right. that could survive in, in the tribe. And, and there was no, this was no hoeing. This was, this was just natural. Right. This was life. This, right. This is what it was. So she had many men. Mm-hmm. Maybe he had many women, maybe, but she had many men. With the advent of religion coming and wanting to clamp down on women's power, mm-hmm. then the, the decisions were made where they, first of all, they wholesale killed off you know, Hebrews and everyone else who, who felt, who felt this way and, and just decimated tribes and destroyed figurines and statues and temples and so forth and so on. And decided that in order for there to be some control over the power of women, men needed to dominate and they needed to do that through religion. And thus they needed to do that now through marriage. And it could only be this way. Wow. So, men often still did things with other women, but now the women were no longer allowed to do anything with men and they were now considered property of of the men. So fast forward and here we are today with some of that backdrop still in there with people, what I, I, you know, with a lot of people using um, monogamy slash marriage as a form of legalized prostitution because there are women who are getting married so that they can be, you know, cared for and protected in in that way in exchange right. they're offering sex to their you know husband and he's agreeing to take care of her and is like oh where's my sex and so then we get into these arguments over sex and money because no one actually got married to build wow so that's my thing about it whatever your relationship structure i give two shits if it is polyamorous which includes your polygyny and your polyandry and your anything else poly you want to do or whether you decided to be monogamy the point is is that you need to be clear on why you are choosing and know that it is a choice yes. why you are choosing this structure what what is the foundation for it because i know the next time i do this it's because i'm looking to build with somebody Right. I've done sexual attraction and good sex and we've done all the fucking and all. Yay. But what are, what are, what are your business goals like now? Like how are we setting stuff up for generations to come? And can we still do things on the side where we have a little play, play time and do whatever it is we do that can be done too. You can have all the cake and eat it too. That phrase never made any sense to me. Cause why would I have cake if I'm not going to fucking eat it? Right. So you can do these things, but it's about being honest. Now, if you come to somebody and you say, I absolutely want to be monogamous. Yes, for sure. I can do it. And you're like, fuck, I've got to give up all these other people. That's not honest. 
but but we like as you mentioned we have all of the incentive around monogamy and that's what i really want people to understand and you said something you said it was going to hurt the mental well not this man no i know not you i know there's something out there who even in the poly world are really stuck on this idea of the of the opp the one penis policy or you know who still see women in some way as like that's that's my that's my property thing and i'm like i want to say bruh like I, I feel you, but I need you to understand that that's not how it always was. And I'm not saying the pendulum needs to swing one way or the other. Mm-hmm. I just need you to understand historically that it, it, and it still is, it is still the woman who does the choosing. We put out the signal and the men respond. It, it's um, when you say there's going to be men that are going to be offended because I, you did say something that I think would be very offensive to the women as well which was the legal prostitution thing run that back take another listen (laughs) yes i mean but but that's on on both sides right right. because i've spoken to 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 a number of men who who they're like yes like i feel like i'm just value for my wallet and my dick i'm like well what are you putting out your wallet and your dick right so what do you what do you what are you thinking you're you're if if you're if your idea of you know being like (laughs) Big Willie is, you know, well, I'm gonna take out on a date and I'm gonna spend two hundred dollars, and then yeah, I'm gonna get some. I'm like, so why wouldn't you just hire an escort? Like, I, I don't even understand. Or if you're a woman who's like, and I've a lot of them will women who are like, I'm not going to a coffee shop. He needs to take me out on it, and I'm like, and what what do you think is in his? Like, let's just we understand the base levels of folks. Like, why would you even want somebody to pay for a two hundred dollar meal fee for you to just go? Thanks. I've instructed my sons to be very clear. I have instructed my sons, they are not to spend any type of money like that on some chick they just met. Absolutely fucking not. I said, if she's not happy going for a walk with you in the park while you'll drink some coffee or eat some ice cream, she's not the one for you. Because if she's looking for your wallet on date one, she'll be looking for all of it for the rest of your life. And if that, that is not the type of woman that you want to marry. And it's draining. Right. It's, it's, very it's draining. absolutely draining. But man, it, I, there was one thing that I noticed, which was I think both men and women are afraid to realize that maybe they're not all that desirable. Right. <laughs> I, it, it, that's really all it is to me. That's what it seems like in a world where people are completely honest. Yeah. What we are afraid of is maybe nobody wants you. But it's there's this thing that people haven't realized, which is people want people for different reasons. Yes. Right? Um, I, I listen. I was six pack abs, chiseled out, haircut. The idea of the handsome young man all together, and yeah, I'd still go for a woman that most would call unattractive. I don't give a shit how you treat me is what matters. Always, always. Usually she's willing to do a couple of extra things that, you know, prim and proper girls don't do. You know what I mean? Like there's there's, uh, some benefits to things, but long and short is play to your strengths and stop playing everyone's game. That's what I'm hearing. Would you disagree? No, I, I, again, I think, it, look, most of us are, are still hurt middle schoolers. That's just the truth, right? First of all, nobody liked middle school. I haven't run across a person yet that had a positive experience. And second of all, most of us had a really difficult time. So I'm serious. I, most of us are still hurt middle schoolers. And we're still looking 
there are a lot of guys out there that I've met, a lot of grown men who are still looking to pull the pretty girl that they couldn't get mm. in middle school. And they're playing that out as an adult, still trying to get a certain type of look or a certain whatever, you know, and, and, and then hoping that, that with their cash, they can get her, but they really just want to be love for the dorky nerd geek dude that they are, you know? Right. And then there are women doing the same thing, trying to pull this, this dude or some ball or basketball, whatever, the, whatever it is, rapper, whatever it is, and, and trying to pull this guy, but they really just want to be love for the person that they are. And so stop trying to pull people so that you can feel like you have clout or for someone else to say, oh, look at what you got, or to fuel someone else's jealousy, because now you can feel better about yourself. And feel better about yourself and then attract the person who will sit and watch the Twilight Zone marathon with you and play some Dungeons and Dragons with you or, or, or whatever it is that you're doing, right? Whatever that is and, and, be, and be happy with that. And I think a lot of people are trying to reach for somebody that will make them look great to all their haters, as opposed mm. to who they really vibe with and who connects with their soul. Which is weird because, th- listen, for me, I- I've went through this process of, I-, I date who I like because fuck who you like, right? <laughs> and n- number two, as far as the haters go, it, it always feels like, well, y'all was going to hate me anyway. You're going to hate me whether I was lonely, whether I had one partner, whether I had a million partners. Yeah. So, I definitely, I definitely can see that because there's been this push of, you know, women as status symbols and men as status symbols. And it's like, mm, I don't get it. I don't see what, you know, somebody being attracted to me and me being attracted to them somehow elevates my status. I don't get it. I really don't. Right. That's yeah, saying behind uh you know that saying behind every great man is a, a woman great. or a great woman. And yeah. my, my brain always goes like, is there though? Is like, is there like I was when I was in the military, I, I knew men that were being physically abused by women. Oh, yeah. Right. Oh, yeah. And I mean, one guy got married uh to a woman and came to work spitting up blood. And we were sitting there like, what the fuck is going on with you? And then when we finally sat him down, he explained that she need him in his balls until he threw up blood. Ooh. Right. And, you know, I was sitting at home one night. This is down in uh, Jacksonville, North Carolina. And my ex-wife was his uh, NCO. So she was his mentor. Gets a call from him and goes, I, I need somebody to come get me. Um, his wife told the big white guys down the street that he had hit her right if you know this guy right and this is one of the things i would say if someone would listen to this and go oh well you don't know what happened listen if you knew this guy you you know yeah. right you can look at a person and tell listen he there was no way he hit her uh. right there was no way right we, we couldn't get him to be tough for tough sake. You get what I mean? Yeah. So 
then we we pull up and he's like, yeah, there's three guys came and they they wanted to beat him up. And now it became a racial thing or he felt like it became a racial thing because mm-hmm. she goes to the three big white guys and now they're outside of his house and we're in Jacksonville, North Carolina, not too far away from cotton fields. So wow. it, yeah, it, there's stuff like that. So switching off, my, my thing is now, I, I've done women empowerment events. I love women dearly and I, I understand the extent of which sexual abuse has, you know, really distorted the mm-hmm. minds and the feelings and the emotional bodies of women. And I truly care for that. But as a man who has been through sexual abuse um, as a child, which is the story of a lot more men than women think. Absolutely. Right? Think about how many men, women are listening. Women listen to this. Mike Tyson, Kevin Gates both came out and said that they were sexually abused as kids. Think about how many men you come across that really love those, the character of those men, even before they know that those men did that. And part of the reason that you love that character is it shows the wildly insecure child becoming the beast, the monster. And that's what men covet. We're like, I got to be so strong that I'll never be abused. Absolutely. So that's one thing I, w- I would extend to people in their relationships. If you feel like you've been through abuse, ask your partner that question. And you really do have to ask men that question. And if the man doesn't tell you, if you're a man and you're in a relationship and you can't tell your partner that something has happened to you as a child and bond with her over that, you probably shouldn't be in that relationship. If you're afraid that she's going to use it against you, get out. She'll find other things to use against you and it'll be just as bad. I promise you. Oh, that's deep. There, I, I have been in. My ex-husband was one of those people. Mm. Right. And. Because I was a psych major, there were things that I could see. And because of the nature of my own intuitive self, there were things that I could see. And I did ask that question early on and his response. Gave me my answer because he was so adamant and angry. Yeah, right? yeah. Why would you ask me that? And I, I knew because I'd already gone through, you know, I was like, I want to be a social worker, right? So I, I knew instinctively, okay, something happened and this is not to be touched, right? But I could tell that it came out in his disdain for women and how he treated me and how he felt about his mother. And, and so it wasn't until much later on that he disclosed to me some things and, you know, I knew, and, and, you know, I told him, I said, it, I know this is hard and it's hard, it's hard for a man to, to do this, but had I known early on, I mean, one of two things would have happened either I might've been like, this is kind of above my pay grade, right? Like, I don't, I don't know. And it's not a rejection of you, which is the fear, right? But, but this is where the honesty comes in. It's like, can I handle walking that emotional road with that person? Wow. Which is why people don't want to say anything, right? right? Most likely I would have walked the road because that's just the nature of my personality, but it would have helped me navigate some of those activation points a little differently. And I w- might've been able to say during certain times, like, are, we, are, are, you, are you working through some things here? Because he would get blackout angry. 
right? And that's a that's a signal. Like he like there will be times Ooh. I would have to people think it's cute when 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 um Black Widow was doing it with the Hulk, right? When she's like calming him down. That shit's not cute. No, it's not when it's your partner and 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 he's six five and you and you're walking up to him real slow and gentle, like like I it's with your hands up, like it's good. And this man never hit me, but ooh, you don't have to hit anybody, right? And just like because the, the face the face is gone you know what i'm saying like you are looking at this person and they don't exist because they've transported somewhere this wow. is why it's important to have these discussions and know mm-hmm. what's really going on with somebody and to really get back to that healing because the same thing with a woman right you having sex with her and she hasn't disclosed that she's been sexually assaulted or something and then she's like no nah, i don't want to have sex and she's just like i'm just not feeling like it and now as a man you're like is it me is she cheating like what's going on but she didn't tell you it causes so so many issues and problems and the fear is if i tell you this you're not going to love me or you're going to see me in this like not as a man or as this right. dirty slut or all of these other ideas and thoughts and that that's all part of that healing shit that we each that we each have to do that that was very very on point and beautiful and i you know it brought to mind two things it's number one um homophobia in men is not without inspiration in a lot of men it's not without inspiration um and to share why i said that uh when I was a kid, I went through this experience where um kid that was slightly older than, not slightly, actually, he was, he was like 14. I think I was like eight. Mm-hmm. Puts his dick in my face and puts a, you know, knife to my throat. Mm-hmm. Right. And I, I froze. I didn't open my mouth. I just froze. And as I, I got older, I realized I did go through like not a like a slight homophobic phase where it was nah just don't do that around me yeah right and it wasn't that I hated somebody it was that it reminded me of this time where I was weak and it was purely about me and you know even to this day I told anyone it's like I don't care what you do or you know you're gay you like dicks that's cool right like I personally hate them I don't like them Right. The only one I like is the one that I came with and everybody else's dick can go to hell. But I'm glad for you when you're winning. (laughs) Um, But I have my personal reason for that. And being able to even just tell that story and be honest, lets people know, listen, this is also why when I get into spaces. um, Even with women. Right. There was a situation I had and I think I told you about this was babysitter called my mom told told her that granddaughters were me and me were humping in the room I got home I got beat right Mm -hmm. granddaughters were older than me (laughs) granddaughters were older than me right so when I got beat now I'm as an adult anytime a woman says uh she's uncomfortable with you know, me flirting and me just being me and, and you know me, you see me, I'm, I'm very just kind of flirty. I'm like, it, it sometimes I don't even mean anything by it. Right. Right? You're, you're pretty. I think you're pretty. I just want to let you know you're pretty. It's nothing. I don't need no 
right? I'm not mm-hmm. asking for pussy. I didn't ask you to, you know, for nothing. Right. You're, you're gorgeous, right? But I understand what comes with gorgeous. So keep your crazy gorgeous ass over there. <laughs> right? I'm fine with that. Um, but anytime that it's been a thing where like a woman is letting me know that she's uncomfortable, I will calmly accept that. Like, yeah, no, I get that. But then I'll never talk to her again. Like I'll, mm-hmm. I'm like, get away from me, right? Because in my head, I'm like, I'm gonna get in trouble for this, mm-hmm. right? That's what I learned. So those are some of the things um ladies that you got to figure out with your partner right just because i'm the honest man don't don't mean that i'm the only one that's part of what i'm trying to tell you and a lot of women like this is one thing i'll say a lot of women like street dudes um but are painfully unaware of the abuses that street dudes go through so when you have a guy that may be in and out of homelessness because that is a it's a street dude tendency um, mm-hmm. or has been prison multiple times. Uh, understand that the way that men operate with each other is we pick a field and I dominate. And if you aren't, if you aren't a foe that is going to be dangerous to engage with, then you're somebody that's going to be dominated. Mm-hmm. until you learn to show that you have things and people will go oh well that's toxic and like, we don't care like men men is not we're not changing that behavior any fucking time soon with each other right it works perfectly well in negotiations with each other but there are men that show up in that space that are immensely damaged mm-hmm. and some of the things that they do are that's where we would get into you know, and not no justification at all, just objective statements. When I say that's when we get into things like buck breaking, right? Mike Tyson, a man who was abused as a child, looks out into the audience and his demon is on, right? Mm-hmm. He, he, he's blacked out. I'll fuck you till you love me, faggot. Right? That's a direct one for one quote. Don't come for me. <laughs> Don't cancel me over that. Um, but that's a one for one quote. And it's, it's coming from a place of hurt yeah right and the homosexual community doesn't deserve that the person that he was talking to didn't deserve that he doesn't deserve that but this is energy that we refuse to acknowledge that is present right yeah and then we put it on display so that you know this the child's anger that has turned the child into the warrior who is completely unbalanced and only fighting for himself because he thinks he's still surviving and seeing that dog backed up against the wall. We, we put them in cages. We put us in rings. We push and push men to be workhorses and fighters in all of these uh, combative and competitive arenas. Unfucking necessary. Absolutely. Unfucking necessary. And then we get with our women. And this is the one where I, I, I want to bring it back in. We get with our women and our women expect us to not only participate, right? Not only do they expect you to participate, but they expect you to be emotionally numb, right? They expect you to uh, 
be the strongest even when you don't want to be or you can't muster it and just be something other than human, right? Mm-hmm. Being a man in the, um, I think in the eyes of a lot of non-men, well, in all non-men, right, uh, that have not gained full respect for men, being a man in the eyes of all non-men that have not gained respect for men um, is not human, mm-hmm. right? And that's, that's something that I've witnessed. But it's the same thing for women. It's just different. Mm-hmm. So what advice do you have for the men and women out there who feel like their true nature isn't being seen, isn't being acknowledged? And I know you said heal a couple more times, right? I know, I know, I know that's the, the door I'm knocking on, but I want to take it a little bit further. Um, they are working on the healing. Yeah. Um, but it's still, it's sensitive. Yeah. The truest version of you and putting that out is sensitive. What advice do you have that can help them reinforce their true self so they can stand up and be more like me and say, yeah, you know, I was molested as a kid. No big deal. Find community Mm. that is doing the same thing that you're doing. So you don't have to do it alone because the world does not the systems as they are designed right now do not want black men and women in particular to be their most authentic real selves. And the systems as they are designed are designed to not see us as human. And so by default, unfortunately, we've also come to see each other as not human and have objectified the other and in part due to our history in this country and the systems that exist. And as we go on these individual journeys because they are individual and it it can be, it can feel very lonely at times. It's really, really important to find other people who are on the path that you are on because you will lose family and friends and people who thought you were this way if you were the party girl because you know something happened to you as a child and this is your way of dealing with it and you get emotionally sober Mm -hmm. and and you are no longer the party girl it's like people who don't want to hang out with the alcoholic because they're no longer fun right you're if you're the dude who's been the street dude but now you really want to go and meditate you know this folks looking at you like that's some punk shit you know, you got to find your tribe who right. will support your growth because you're not here to uphold culture. You're here to live your soul's purpose. And the two are not the same. Mm. Dope, dope. So I feel like I may have gotten away from some of the housekeeping items asking you about your business and how people want to work with you because right. I knew that we were gonna have amazing conversation and discussion. So let's circle back around. If people wanna work with you, right? What services can they come to you for and how will they be able to work with you? And who do you really wanna work with? Who's your, who's your, who's your dream client? So it's, 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 it has switched. So initially my dream, my dream client was men initially because I felt that- I that for you? 
Hot, no, I'll hear my not. dirty laundry out. Like so, I, I, I was definitely a client, and listen, I I love my issue to death. Oh, thank you. Right? <laughs> no, you did not ruin it. Okay, cool. <laughs> but 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 because I felt like there was something I can assist there, right? But uh, but a couple of things. <laughs> One is I, I on that on that part I feel like I need to I'm just being completely transparent here like I need to get some some shit together because I it ends up it ends up turning into a little bit something different so I was like maybe I should not work with men right now and then I was doing body work with men which is just that wasn't that should not be doing that <laughs> it's like I'm not the chick for the body work okay <laughs> um so I, I stopped I stopped doing that and uh, unfortunately some of the expectations of men when I was doing body work was like, so happy ending. <laughs> All right. And I was like, no, this is for your healing. And they're like, no, I don't understand that. So I was like, okay, this is not going to work. Um, so I stopped doing that. And I said, well, I still want to, I still want to assist men in some way. Let me work with women mm. because, because if I can assist women in being more healed, then, then there'll be less women you know, hurting men and, and less women from men to hurt. And so, you know, either way, it's a win-win. Uh, so I started working with women and that's my groove. I do still work with some male clients. I'm just very picky about um, who they are and what the intentions are and we can do and we can do coaching. So I'm still open to that, but I primarily work with women. Uh, I can be found uh, all over social media as Sensual Energy Alchemy. That is my business. That is my website. I have a membership group off offline, off the well, say offline, off Facebook, off off all of that. It's the Central Energy Coven. I'm actually going to be doing a talk this Saturday. It's so funny that this I, f- I totally forgot we were doing this this morning until you messaged me. I was like, oh, I totally shit. registered for that right before this call too. I was like, let me go do my research, and I was like, oh, on it. Damn, damn. See, I didn't even I didn't even put the post up about it. Yes. But um, I am doing the talk this Saturday. Normally, I only do these talks inside of the Coven. But I want to do this talk. It's going to be open to the public. It is free. And it is called The Use and Misuse of Sex Magic. Very big in a lot of spaces. I used to be a teacher of sex magic. Um, and I don't teach it, uh, at least not like that anymore. So I'm going to be doing that talk this Saturday at 11 a.m. So if you're new to me um, outside of this podcast, you're more than happy to register for that. The link is on my bio, my link in bio on um, Instagram and Facebook and all that, all that good stuff. I'm not on social media as much anymore. It's just too much fuckery. It's too much noise. So the best way to keep in touch with me is to get on my mailing list, which is on my website, centralenergyalchemy.com. When you start getting busy and doing other things, I'm I'm going to make this announcement right here, right now. I haven't made it yet. And this will, this will air later. I have left my job. So I'm officially, yes, yes, proof of power. Yes, all the sex magic in the right way. This is why I'm going to be talking about this. But yeah, I'm officially like, I mean, I do, like I said, some contracting, some consulting work, but scary, but I love it. Like I woke up this morning, like, what the fuck? Huh? (laughs) All right. (laughs) That space right there is what had me up to, um, I didn't go to sleep until like four o'clock this morning. Right. And our time for me was nine o'clock with you. and I had to go drop the kids to school. So I went to sleep at four o'clock and was up at six. I was working on funnels. I was working on getting the uh, online course academy together. And uh, 
just to talk about what gets me, what got me there, because you mentioned the your business journey, and I always like talking about business on this podcast. There's not going to be an episode where we have a business owner. We're not going to talk about the business. We're going to have the conversation we had. We always going to talk about the business. Um, when I did my hypnotherapy session with you, do you mind me talking about that? By the way, feel free. Okay, when I did that session with you, that was the session that opened me up to thinking okay, maybe this space of doing hypnotherapy with women on love blocks can be good, right? I was averse to it immediately when I even heard the concept because I was like, man, I I already had some hiccups. When I was doing the empowerment, women's empowerment events, there was, you know, losing of the reins of the sexual attraction that occurred, right? Just being very honest about what happened. Why I don't, why I don't work a lot with men. I mean, right. you got to be honest, right? You right. got to know where you are. <laughs> right. Um, and then, you know, throughout everything, it's also listening to some of the stories over and over. It's like, I can, like, oh my God. Like, you, you tell, you've repeated this story. You haven't broken the mirror yet. I, I can't be a part of that, right? So, when I did my session with you, it really gave me a deeper understanding of some of those stories and a deeper level of respect for those stories and for those women. And now I was like, okay, well, maybe I can do this. And I opened it up and went right back into my hole because I was like, fuck that, right? Like <laughs> the, 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 li- listen, if it wasn't, people trying to get me to physically come to do hypnotherapy session i'm like no that's not a good idea right like you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta you gotta know who to who you can do certain things with you gotta be at a level with certain things right because when you're an attractive man and you have women are always attracted to power Mm. right which is why we're attracted to money we think it's the money we're attracted to power Right. Right. And, and, and survival, which again, comes back to power. So you're an attractive man. You are on a path. They see you doing some shit. Like you're about your fucking business and you have the skill and all of that. Oh, are you kidding? Yeah. (laughs) Right. But my thing is just, you know, like, just be cool. Like, yeah, Fuck no. all the pretenses, right? Uh, no, because you can't be seen as you can't be seen as this is what this is go. This goes back to the honesty part, mm-hmm. right? You cannot. Women have been taught that we cannot be seen a certain way, so we gotta sneakily. You're not. We even talked about this. You gotta s- try to sneak in the back door of things instead of just being honest and being like, "You're really attractive." Is there any chance that maybe we take this to a physical level? Like, sure, it, yeah, let's go. Right. But yeah, that's not, that's not what a lot of women are going to say. Cause they, they, because they don't want to be seen a certain way, like fast or slutty or hoish. The the, the game has to be played. I hate that. I really, I, you know, what is the most attractive thing in the world to me? A woman that does not give a fuck about that. And just like, yo, what do you want? Like just very matter of fact, because, and you know what it is? I think, be because of rejection because we are in what is legal actually do you know it's called enforced monogamy that's what we live under right the idea that um psychologically we are conditioned like and there this was actually a canadian clinical psychologist uh jordan peterson 
They mm. said, yeah, we, we live under enforced monogamy. So that idea stopped you from being your genuine self. And then the fear of that rejection over and over again. Listen, you, you are preventing yourself from running across the men that actually genuinely love that energy. And there yeah. are men out there that genuinely love that energy and can handle that energy. You know, what I like to call the real alphas, right? Yeah. Um, if, and I'll say this before I get off, because I've often thought that this is some of the stupidest shit I've ever heard. If you're an alpha man, you don't have to control a woman, nor do you have to give a fuck about what she does. Just the very essence of who you are is going to keep her returning. And when she's in your presence, she's going to behave accordingly because mm -hmm. there's just things that she understands about how to navigate with you because she truly wants to be there. And the same thing for women in reverse. In fact, that's the exact thing that women have been talking about that they desire from men. So for me, you know, I, I remember like one of the things I always used to hear growing up was like, yo, that woman's not yours, right? Like going back to this idea of hypergamy and she's not yours. And I always built up this mentality of like, yo, whether that's my girl, this is my person, I'm having said, if you could, if you can get it, kudos, bro. Good luck. Right. <laughs> but then there's also this, what if your woman does go out there and she sleeps with X and this guy and that guy, and then she comes back to you, not because you take care of her, because she genuinely wants to be with you, right? Because regardless of whoever else she's been with, she genuinely wants to be with you. And then the same thing for men. I go out, I slept with Sally and Susie, and I come back home, and I'm like, yeah, it's dope, right? I, I believe that is one way, right? I'm not saying it's the way, but that is one way to truly know that your unique essence is valued. That and get the religion that teaches all kinds of very strange things about the value of a woman's pussy but yeah that's that's another you know i'm really um that i'm i'm probably gonna have another conversation with some men that i had at my house the other night right because they they um you know what yes i'm glad that we said this before we before we wrap up before we wrap up this one um what do you have to say to the men and women out there that believe that the older a woman gets and the more uh, body count that a woman has or more partners that she has, she loses her value. This is something I disagree with, right? Because I don't know if anybody has slept with the virgins, but it's not fun. <laughs> what's, the name of your, what's the name of your business? Mind your fucking bit. Well, mogul prep. Yeah, no, mind, right. your, mind your fucking mind business. business. Mind your fucking business. Fucking business. Right. I, I am, I am, I am. Look, and I, yeah, now this is a whole nother podcast. If men don't want women to lie and want them to be honest, then stop putting a value on her pussy. First of all, if you can't, life comes through there. It's almost so like can, we're the same person. Yeah. Yes, it's, you cannot put a value on that. It is, it is priceless. Second of all, however many folks she done slept with has nothing to do with you. It has nothing to do with her value. And if we keep touting this line, then women are going to keep thinking 
that they have to lie about who they are and what they do so that men don't act like idiots if she says, yes, I've had some experience and don't go to run around calling her a hoe and all this when he done stuck his dick in as many holes as he could find. Right. And nobody worries about the value of a dick. So I think that whole conversation is 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 hell of annoying. I've never had anyone ask me mm-hmm. how many folks I've been with. I volunteered the information if I felt like it, if we were having a close conversation, like I don't give a shit. And I don't give a shit about his numbers either. Okay. Like, how about this? Enjoy the experience that I've had and what I've built up as my resume and look here. <laughs> And how we can now bring each other pleasure and now learn each other's bodies and bring together some of the skills that we've each acquired. There's been something that uh, men kind of push for a while, which is, well, and this is this is something that men have asked me. Right. And this is also how I know that um, you might not be packing. Right. (laughs) Because there's something if you if you got some size, you may learn. Men have a thing where it's like, oh, well, what if you get her after, you know, man, stop Dingo, it. he just stop got it. the. Stop. stop, stop right there. Stop right there. No, Let me, no, go ahead. I'm going to let you finish. I'm going to let you finish. Go ahead. I got you. So this is one of the things that I, I've recognized. Number one, um, vaginas are amazing. Yes. They do not change because something smaller than a child went into them. But, <laughs> but. On the off chance that you do get a change, you may get some vaginal bruising, right? Which some women appreciate and like. And that swelling actually increases some tightness. And then there's the question of what if you get after? So my thought was, if this is a concern of yours, you may be lucky to jump in to some pussy after I do, right? Like you may be, and I don't understand why this is even a concern. The whole thing makes me itch. Oh <laughs> because, because no, people don't know women's bodies because it's oh. internal, right? And because men's bodies are external, there's a lot more information about it. And, and these, 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 for your listeners, and there are a lot of women who don't know their own bodies, and there are, and a lot of men don't know women's bodies at all. And porn is not a good educator no. by any stretch for anything. No. Very little, right? So you're faking it. Yeah. And now there are some great porn educators that I do know, and people can ask, and I'll be more than happy to, to, to give you the information. The, 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 the vaginal canal expands and contracts. I'm just going to give a real brief two minute anatomy lesson. And I'm not a doctor, but uh, look, I know my own body. The vaginal canal expands, it contracts, Mm. right? If a baby's head can come out of it and a whole ass human being nine to 13 pounds, like a turkey, and then it contract afterwards. No, it's not just going to go because a couple of different size penises have been inside of it. So let's, let's stop with that too. Women can tighten the muscles of the vaginal canal doing kegels and using yoni eggs as well. Yes, absolutely. And it's great for urinary incontinence and actually helps the strength of the bladder, right? 
I could go into more about the clitoris. Yes, it engorges with blood. Yes, it can get tighter. There is a key for every lock and every key doesn't fit every lock. And it's not because she didn't slept with too many people. It's right. just that vaginas are different sizes, like dicks are different sizes. So bruh, if you feel like you're swimming in there, it's not because she didn't been with a lot of dudes. She, she, she could have been with one. It's just your, your key may not fit that lock, but there are still things that you can do to assist your key in fitting that lock, like a cock ring, which you put on the base of your penis and will actually allow more blood to flow in and will allow your penis to engorge and swell and get a little bigger, right? So there's a whole bunch of shit that people can do, but the answer is not, she done fuck too many dudes. That's never the answer. No. And then listen, for for men that like to compete about everything, how come you don't want to see where you line up on the roster? Oh, good Lord. <laughs> How come you don't want to know that? I cannot. How come you don't want to know? Conversations above my pay grade. <laughs> okay. I, will, I will say on the flip, right? The, the, this is one. Um, and after this, we can wrap it up because I think I've taken you past the time. Right? But <laughs> it's fun times. It's fun times. Good. I'm glad we're enjoying it. Right. Um, the, there's this one, right? On the flip, I think women expect that a man will be um, attracted to them no matter what. And I bring this up because I had a friend of mine who was married and um, the claim was he had erectile dysfunction and porn addiction, Mm -hmm. right? And he comes to me one day, his wife was pregnant, right? Um, And she, you know, she's, sexually endowed she she likes to do her thing um and he says yo and this is it's well known between us that you know they have their issues sexually where he can't keep up with her frequency or he just can't get it up with her right he says he goes out drinking uh has a one night stand has no issues with the woman that he slept with and he goes i don't know what to do i'm tell her i was like listen number one Bro, she's pregnant. I, so I, w- I was really honest with him and said, don't say shit. That, that's, not, that's not the direction you want to go in because you really do love this woman. And, um, you know, it, it's sad that you did that, but stop fucking, just don't fucking do it. But <laughs> shut the fuck up, right? Um, two, I brought to his attention, I was like, don't you think it's interesting that you were able to have sex with this woman, no problem, but you weren't able to do that with your wife. He was like, well, you know, it's the porn addiction. I was like, bro, you're not a fucking porn addict. You're just not attracted to your wife because she talks to you shitty. I mean, I think, I think men fail to, to realize, and, and this is, you know, again, lessons that we've been taught, like, again, the distortions, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, on the masculine side as well. So the distortion on the masculine side is men don't have any feelings. And so men's sexual desires aren't tied to anything emotionally. They can stick their dick in anything, right? Of they course. don't feel anything, but yes, men do. And if you are t- being treated shitty after a while, you're going to be like, I don't, I'm not interested in that. Right. So you might think that, oh, well, you know, I have a premature ejaculation problem. No, your dick is like, let me get in and get out. Yep, just like right. a pussy will talk to you. It's like we don't like it in there. Right. And <laughs> men don't understand. Like, if if I'm inside some pussy and I'm going soft, 
It's like, mm, it's, it's not just me, right? I'm a whole West Indian man. I've, I have no problems. I got all the, uh, I got all the remedies, right? Guinness and some stout in the egg, milk. You, you, you know where we're going. I got all the remedies, right? <laughs> Stamina King over here. Um, but I've had situations where he wasn't feeling it. Yeah. It's also stress for men too. Let me just be clear that yeah, definitely, it, it, definitely. it's the woman too, but it, it, if a man is feeling stress, he won't, he, again, it, what it comes back to is feeling, whatever the feeling is, whether it's because the relationship sucks or because they're stressed, the first thing that that should let you know, if you're really feeling like it and, and, and your dick is like, we're not coming out to play. That's a moment to kind of pull back, mm-hmm. have some conversation with your partner and 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 do some cuddle time and not not feel the stress like women shouldn't be stressing like why you can't get it up why you can't that's it's a time to reconnect on a different level and maybe figure out what's going on behind the scenes to help him relax his mind right so that his head can flow right i definitely agree with that i think the um the last thing i would say on that is um in, in certain experiences what i've noticed is yeah, you, you may want to sleep with this person, but, oh, no, this is more so for women. Women, when you are, when you know you are being miserable and cantankerous to a man and he's giving you some of the, what you would consider to be some of the best sex when you're yelling at him and screaming and you think that it's the passion, it's not the passion. He really hates you, mm. right? Um, yeah, men, men are very, very capable of hate sex um and you'll think that it's good you'll think that it's passionate you'll think that it's love and all of those things and you really fucking hate you right um so that's something to be careful with i'm not sure that's what the energy that you really want is i'm not sure you want to be hated in that space but if that is what you want keep doing it i guess just be real about it (laughs) I got nothing for that. Yeah. 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 No, uh, we, yes. You know what? Right before, right before the podcast, I said, was there anything? Right. But. Oh, it's not, I, I just, I don't have anything for that. I don't, I don't, I can't like that from like energetically for me, it makes my whole body, like my whole mm. body just doesn't even, it's like, no, like I, I no. Yeah. I, I think. I, well, actually, I can't lie. I've, I've been guilty of uh, hate sex. I'm pretty sure the other people were having some hate sex with me too. Mm. Yeah, no, I just, I just can't get down with it. I mean, angry sex is one thing. We like you have a, a disagreement with someone you love, and like y'all get into a little bit of that's different. But like, just mm-mm. yeah. See, I, I don't, I don't do angry sex. I can do assertive, aggressive sex, but I'm not gonna be emotionally angry. Because if I'm angry, like I'm one of those people, yeah. Your your relationship to me means dirt when I'm mad. Yeah, now right? I hear that. Um, and you know I don't get abusive. I just kind of separate myself. But if you've pissed me off, don't come looking for no love from me. Yeah, this goes back to the just being honest and knowing who you are. Yeah. All right. So wrapping it up is there anything you'd like to leave our listeners with we really we man we went for an hour and a half yeah yeah 
I don't know. I think I've said everything, but just uh, just focus on yourself, and 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 get get start getting deep under to your to your wounds underneath. You're not and you're not going to clear it all out this lifetime, so don't try. But understand your relationship patterns and why you're choosing people the way you're choosing them, because it's not their fault. You're picking something for a specific reason. Boom. I love all of that. We've had two episodes on mixing business with pleasure and i'm gonna make sure that we get these organized into a playlist for our couples out there um because this one this is i don't know if this was a podcast episode or a master class with maisha but thank you so much for uh giving us the space and sharing all your knowledge with us and all of your feminine wisdom feminine your divine feminine wisdom uh we definitely appreciate that And for those of you listening, uh, whether you agree, disagree, just remember, we don't give a fuck. Mind your fucking business and uh, go be great.